We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Show. We're a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, J.D. Silva, here to discuss the Thunder's 105-101 to loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. Before I get started, be sure to, to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating if you haven't done so already. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Boy, uh, thank you guys for joining me in the live stream. If you're here, uh, feel free to ask me questions, and I'll answer those as the podcast chugs along for the night. Uh, it'll just be me tonight, so it could be a bit of a shorter pod, but looking forward to breaking this one down. Uh, really interesting game, ugly in large part, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, and then we'll see, I think Shay's status for Wednesday's game could be in question, so we'll talk about that as well. Uh, your starting lineup for the night was SGA, of course, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Alexi Pokushevsky, and JRE. No J-Dub, um, in large part because of all the size that New Orleans brings to the table. Zion, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, another long boy, Herb Jones. Uh, just They all wreaked havoc on the Thunder tonight, despite the slightly larger lineup. That is OKC's quote-unquote big lineup right now. Um, and JRE, I think, is 6'8", 6'9". Poku is... Uh, Thin as a rail, so really tough, really tough. Nick and Jacob talked a ton about this on last night's podcast, but not having size is uh, such a detriment. And that's actually my first uh, big takeaway of tonight's game is that it could be intended. Um, Chet, of course, was supposed to help with a lot of this problem, a lot of these problems, but I think OKC's record might not be quite as good as we had hoped. Uh, during this good run to start the season, in in large part because of the size and the lack thereof of that size. Just completely dominated on the glass uh, and in second chance points and paint points especially. Uh, second big takeaway, the lack of shooting, uh, another issue for this team that seems to come and go as as a lot of things can come and go on, a, on such a young team, youngest team in the NBA. Uh, the lack of shooting felt glaring. 
Uh, it was a tough night for SGA. He was defended better by New Orleans than any other team I've seen this year, and they they forced the ball into other players' hands, and those players were not able to make shots for most of the night. Let's go through the step-by-step summary uh, of this game. Uh, it, it went felt like it went by so quickly, but uh, let's let's start with the first quarter. The Thunder have been getting off to very slow starts in a lot of these games. The offense is just SGA, not much else going on. Tonight, it was flip-flopped. The offense was coming from Poku and JRE, a little bit of Trey Mann. Um, and Shea actually didn't attempt a shot until uh, roughly four. There was four minutes left in the first quarter is when he finally attempted a shot. So that was odd, but the Thunder kept it really close. Uh, Poku was actually... He's still on a very short leash, uh, and he was pulled early for missing some pretty gettable rebounds on both the offensive and defensive glass. So don't blame Mark for that. Poku did end up playing uh, a sizable amount of minutes tonight. Still, still tallied twenty-seven, but was just pulled early into that first quarter. As soon as that happened, and the Thunder realized, oh God, the the size thing is going to be a larger issue than we thought for the night. Uh, that. New Orleans Pelicans actually got nine offensive rebounds in the first quarter, and the Thunder generally averaged 12 and a half for a game uh, opposing offensive rebounds. So that was going very poorly. They decided to play five out with Usman at the five for a while. Eventually, they brought Darius Baisley in, just tried everything they could to spread the floor out and make things easier on SGA. The Going into the second quarter, OKC really tightened up on their offensive rebounds. They did not allow any in the second quarter, and I believe they ended up with nine or a couple more than nine themselves uh, in the second quarter. So that was great. Didn't matter that much. Uh, SGA was on the bench for most of this quarter. Uh, he didn't come in till the five-minute mark. Offense, generating offense without SGA and with Josh Giddy in a bit of a slump right now uh, is tough. It was a lot of Kendrick Williams' ISO. It was a lot of just Darius Baisley dribbling and pulling up. Uh, it was it was difficult. Uh, Usman came in and hit some threes. Uh, Poku played all right, I thought. Lou Dort just kind of did his usual barrel himself to the rim and try and get a pass into a cutter. A lot of that. Uh, it was fun for a bit, and then about 10 minutes of the same thing happened, and it was not fun anymore. SGA finally came in, but now we're into the third quarter. OKC is shooting 35% at halftime, mind you. In the third quarter, that field goal percentage, already low as heck, dips to 33%. SGA just getting swarmed by three or more Pelicans every time he takes a dribble inside the three-point line. Can't really get anything going aside from his free throws, which we'll talk about later. And it just made life miserable for him, and no one else was hitting shots. That was the story for most of this game. Heading into the fourth now, Usman comes in, hits a couple more threes. Uh, felt like a miracle that he hit those threes, and it was uh, much needed. Uh, notice I have not talked about Trey Mann at all. We'll get to that as well uh, in our personal analysis. The theme of SGA getting the crap kicked out of him continued into the fourth quarter. Uh, Herb Jones kind of clipped him in the air, and SGA fell hard on his back. Uh, I expect that we'll learn more about that injury and other little injuries Shea picked up throughout tonight's game uh, in the next 24 hours or so. But the game got even more physical into the fourth. The game got even more close. The Pelicans were up by 10-plus for most of the third and fourth quarter. 
Thunder, Thunder came back, led for maybe two possessions there in the fourth, kept it crazy close. There was some weird end of game shot clock shenanigans going on. Refs were kind of up and down all night as far as making consistent calls. There were there was a jump ball very late into the game. I think there was, I don't remember exactly how much time was left, 40 seconds, maybe less than that, 35 seconds. That sounds about right. There was a jump ball, uh, and eight seconds of this just vanished during that jump ball. Wasn't reviewed. Mark had already called this challenge on a goaltend uh, that actually was reversed. So good on Mark. Seems to get a lot of those challenges right. Uh, nonetheless, those eight seconds were uh, vanished. The Thunder did get a stop and had uh, maybe seven or eight seconds to run down the court and jack up a shot. Uh, Mark did not call his final timeout, just decided to let Shea dribble the ball up and try and make something happen, as he had done all night. And Herb Jones drew a charge. Uh, you know, late in the game, a lot of chaotic stuff is happening. You could argue the charge, if it was a charge or not, was he moving? Hard to say. It was a really physical game, and that ends it, essentially. Shea is, like, basically limping off the court after getting hit so many times tonight. Uh, J-Dub got hit in the head. Again, can we protect J-Dub, please? And... Yeah, really tough. Uh, the Thunder do end up losing the game, one of them to one on one. You do hope, you would hope coming into this game tonight that they bounce back after that really nasty loss against the Rockets, um, especially with the Pelicans not having CJ McCollum, not having Brandon Ingram. Couldn't do it. And a large part is because of what happened to SGA tonight. Uh, let's go over his stats. So, still 31.6 rebounds, four assists for SGA, seven of 21 from the field, not super efficient, but 16 of 18 from the field. These were these calls were earned. He's not doing the Trey Man, James Harden, go in and do some crazy stuff to get a, a foul called. He is getting clobbered every time he walks into the lane. Uh, really, it looks really tough. He's going to have a lot of nicks, a lot of bruises. I, I expect his status will be in question heading into the Spurs game, and it's the Spurs. They are just dreadful right now. If there's ever a game where you can sit SGA and say, hey, you know what? The Thunder could still win this game. It would be against the Spurs. So we'll see. Uh, that's a, It's a really quick turnaround. That game is on Wednesday. Uh, Shea's going to have to sit in an ice bath for the next 48 hours, so we'll see uh, what he looks like there. Uh, just really, really tough defense from the Pelicans. Herb Jones, we've all heard his name, drafted last year. Incredible defender for his age, especially. And his age is the big part here. He gets a ton of hype for being a second-year player and being as good of a defender as he is. He is the same age as Brandon Ingram, though. So let's give him, like, some credit there. He is so far ahead of other second-year players because of how old he is. Uh, I think he is 25. Let's actually check together. What an exercise for us here in the chat. 24 years old, uh, born on October 6th of 98. So great defender, second-year player. He's 24, um, and he gave Shea the work for, for a lot of the night. He was making Shea second-guess himself. Herb is really long and really mobile and um, really difficult to, to play against him one-on-one, especially when there are two other massive dudes behind him just waiting, not defending anyone else because they don't have to. Of course, you have to mention Jose Alvarado, uh, just a little bastard of a defender out there, like Pat Beverly, but not the reality of Pat Beverly, more like the idea that we all think of just a pest running around everywhere really fast, actually makes shots like is a solid offensive player as well. Uh, had 15, two and four tonight hit three threes, 
really nice guy to have whenever you don't have CJ and Brandon Ingram to kind of facilitate the offense in place of Zion in certain spots. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Moving on, just a quick note I put as I was watching the game. This might be the most fun Willie Aaron Gomez has had on a basketball court in many, many years. There was just no one as big as him. They could just do whatever they wanted. Jonas Valanciunas um, as well with his slicked back hair. He used to look like Travis Kelsey. does not anymore. Just looks like uh, not a great person. Uh, dominated dominated the Thunder in the paint. Anytime a shot would go up, they you could just very clearly tell, oh God, they're, the Thunder have no chance of getting this ball because these guys are all six to eight inches taller than, than the next guy on the Thunder. Um, and a stat to explain that points in the paint for the Thunder, 36 points in the paint for the New Orleans Pelicans, 60. So 24 more points in the paint for New Orleans tonight. Really hard to come back from that. It's a big reason why the Thunder shot 37% from the field and they shot 45% from the field. They only shot 20, 28% from three. Didn't matter because of how many easy looks they could get inside. They could just throw up any shot they wanted and they would kind of know they're going to get a good shot at getting that shot back and putting it up again. The Thunder need shooters in size so badly. Uh, I think next year is going to be incredible, assuming Chet comes back and can and can provide both of those qualities to this team that needs as much as it does. Uh, I really, really look forward to that. I look forward to the Thunder making additional draft picks to get players that fit this bill, letting these guys get older, put up these shots and miss them this year so that they can learn from it, learn from Chip England to get better and more consistent as time goes on. It's tough to watch on nights like this when it's just brick after brick after brick. And you start you do start to worry about how it affects certain players' confidence, like Trey Mann. Trey Mann, we imagine him as a guy that's hitting step backs, hitting really cool shots all the time, can do a lot of finesse things at the rim, has a ton of confidence. Confidence is what you associate with Trey Mann. 
He was four of 10 uh, tonight, one of seven from three. And these were not the normal, a normal inefficient Trey man night where it's like, Oh, you can live with that. He's taking good shots. He's taking open shots. They all look like they're good. It's just, he is missing them on this given night. Tonight felt different to me. It felt like he didn't have the confidence that he usually has, which is worrying when you see a young player lose his confidence. You want that to be the thing that sustains itself through a given slump. That is not happening with Trey right now. These were very bad misses, like totally missing the backboard, missing the hoop. Turning down open looks is another big thing. Uh, He just didn't have a place on the court tonight, really. Uh, I hope to see that change. Maybe he gets a run at ball handling duties if SGA misses Wednesday night's game. You just you want to see more from a guy like him who is supposed to be an offensive spark plug. Like he is who you think of first when you think of, oh, Shay's not having a good night. Who's a guy that can just provide me 18 to 21 points on a given night? You would hope Trey Mann could be that at some point. Tonight was not that night for sure. It I mentioned it in uh in the game recap, but it does feel like a miracle whenever Usman Jang comes in and hits two threes. That's all he had. He had six points, three rebounds, hit two threes, but those threes felt like just a breath of fresh air that we don't see that often. Uh, I, I like seeing a guy like Usman get minutes just because he it at least feels like he can shoot. A, a lot of guys, I just feel like, oh God, that's not going in whenever they shoot it. I don't necessarily feel that with Usman. So that felt nice. Uh, moving on just a little bit to Lou Dort. Uh, he he was in a tough position tonight. He had to take some bad shots because the defense was taking so much away from SGA and leaving him way more open. It, it, it was just ugly to watch. I don't necessarily blame him. I don't think he had like a horrible game. He was in a tough position to like do more than he is able to do as a player. In reality, Lou Dort is like your fifth, fourth or fifth option on a good team. Tonight, the Pelicans were trying to make him the first option on offense. So he was doing things that are a bit uncharacteristic, taking like mid-range pull-up jumpers that made me nauseous to see. Um, Just doing things that you wouldn't want a role player to do. So his line for the night, 14 points, three three rebounds, five assists, six of 13 from the field. Two of five from three and two turnovers. Uh, so that was Lou Dort. Uh, moving on to uh, Josh Giddy. Uh, Josh Giddy, a big subject in the chat, big subject on Twitter. Uh, everyone's kind of hopping off the Josh Giddy train right now. Uh, it's interesting to see. Uh, you kind of, he, he did not have a great night. He was seven, seven points, five rebounds, one assist in 28 minutes. Uh, only took one three uh, with three, or not, three of nine from the field. Uh, it's tough. It's tough for Josh right now. Last uh, last season, Josh could come in and the scattering report was not out. He can do whatever he wanted on the on the court. Surprise everyone with his higher than average like basketball IQ, his higher than average passing ability, and just kind of dominate with his size. And by surprising people, he is unable to surprise people this year. He is having to adjust, do things that he wouldn't normally do, find ways around a team's game plan against him. And he can still, like, you, there are flashes of his talent constantly. But the man cannot shoot uh, at all, really. That is clearly a work in progress, and that, is limi- that has limited his game uh, a ton. And it will continue to limit his game a ton until it evolves as time goes on. 
last season we saw him take like really confident mid-range like step back shots that looked good and that's just not happening this year his whenever he gets the ball he's driving in back to the basket and he might put up like a hook shot or a weird floater through even though a guy's like in his chest or he just swings the pass out because he doesn't feel confident enough to score so that's clearly a guy that needs to change his game a bit and i think he is he's 20 years old he is in a he is in a slump right now for sure uh but we could see him come out of it at any time and i'm curious to see where where his game goes uh let's go go through a couple more uh box score stats <clears throat> and just kind of look at some of the other role players on the team like jdub who got clocked in the head uh later into the game i just i wish we could protect our boy Protect our boy J Dub, who finished with uh, not another another J Dub esque stat line: eight points, six rebounds, one assist, uh, one block. Uh, just a, a decent game. He also isn't getting very many of his threes to fall. He's trying to do his usual J Dub thing of you know cut, make smart passes into the lane, but that's just not possible when there's so much size inside like he can't do anything in the paint no one could do anything in the paint tonight because it's just a bunch three two to three big boys standing there waiting uh to swat a shot away uh, whenever he enters there it could be willie could be Jonas valanciunas doesn't matter it's tough really tough uh poku 11 points four rebounds two assists four of ten from the field three of five from three the poku shooting uh it's here it's here every night uh it looks fine uh, Poku was just kind of getting ragdolled around. Uh, he was in a WWE match in his mind for most of the game. Really tough. It's it's not the kind of game you want Poku to play unless you have true shooting around you. Like if Poku's your only quote unquote shooter outside of SGA on the court, he's not going to be able to make that impact. Um, another guy that Thunder fans and myself are starting to think of as a reliable shooter is JRE. It. He had a really good game, I thought. Played as, as hard a defense as he could against people that were much bigger than him. 10 points, 13 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 of 5 from 3. His shot looks good, and I, I feel pretty confident in his shot. I think he's still shooting 40% from 3. Uh, let's see. He is 40% from 3. One of the only like reliable, quote-unquote reliable shooters on the team. He's not a volume guy. He's not taking like 8 to 12 a game uh, like some high-level 3-point shooters. But he is playing the P.J. Tucker light role uh, and i think that fits him really well uh really tough game um i've just vomited out all of my thoughts to you all looking forward to wednesday's game i hope that the thunder can the thunder have been have had a series of really difficult games they either get out to a slow start or their offense just turns to mud at some point later in the game and it becomes really tough to watch uh really tough to watch like phil mcqueen in the chat said I I look forward to Wednesday's game. The Spurs are really bad. This could be an opportunity for the Thunder to show up and play really disciplined basketball, hopefully hit some shots. The threes have to start trending in a positive direction at some point. The field goal percentage in general has to start has to start trending in the right direction soon. Maybe Trey just needs to put on the headband. Put the headband back on Trey. Maybe I keep the dreads. The dreads look awesome. Maybe try the headband. I don't know. Uh, J-Dub, please maybe think about wearing the face mask or wear like a football uniform on the court because you are getting rocked every game. Feel bad for him. 
But uh, let's get ready to get out of here for the night. Uh, hopefully you all can hear my sounder from my fancy little soundboard here. Next game, of course, Spurs on Wednesday. Battle of two stinky teams right now. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to you all joining us in the live stream again. Thanks for doing so tonight. Or listening to us afterwards tomorrow morning, late tonight. Uh, we will see you all after the game. Thanks so much again for listening. Have a great night. And adios.